And welcome to the latest episode of The Altar. We got me, Matt. We got long hair Ben. We've got long hair Max. And uh, we're on episode 107, 107, I think, is what the, we're doing here today. Tonight, we are going to talk about the Nashville shooting, the uh, conspiracy theories afoot, quote-unquote, and some other interesting things going around in different states uh, in the United States. So, uh, Femben, how you doing? Uh, estoy bien. Uh, very, so you're doing good. How about Max? Mucho uh, buena. Max, te gusta mi verga puto? <laughs> Actually, you you both have me beat way way bad at Spanish. I, I asked if you like my dick. Oh, uh, well, it could be some German for you. Verga what? is turd. Turd in some places. What's, so what's like, dick? but you can call like things verga. And like, like I can't roll shit. my R's though. I'm and like so the worst like, fake Mexican. That's fine, but like you can like you know refer you to Puerto things Rico. as that. Close talking. Like, <laughs> I already ruined the bit. That's fine. But like, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm Ben. <laughs> are you talking about? Uh, so like, uh, yeah, okay, rolling very good. But okay, it depends on the nationality, right? Because like you could be in Argentina or, or Chile or, or Paraguay, and they use a different little slang term. Yeah, right? I I don't think verga is really used in Argentina or Uruguay, at least not that I know of. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, I, I can give you other here's countries. Mm -hmm. Here, I can give you some German. This is the only German I know, which I I've been told is uh, a certain phrase. Which is Wickstein Nidafans, um, which is to say, fuck you, needle dick. Um, to, and there you man. have it, folks. Thanks for coming. Yep, that's it. Um, <laughs> like, my name is Al Al Avirga in the chat. No shade in the chat. All right, so, anyways, let's jump into this whole, <laughs> this whole uh, Nashville shooting thing. I'm not going to name names of anybody, obviously, for good reason. But, so, anyways, so, uh, Femben, what do you know about the Nashville stuff? Um, I'm going to go ahead and and assume that uh, it's it's got something to do with gender identification. Yes, it does. <laughs> did you, did you even know there was a shooting one day? Huh? Did you even do you even know there was a shooting? Um, I uh. I suppose so. I mean, I've I've seen some headlines like on okay. YouTube, but in general, I try to accept what I see for what it is, and okay. and move on. <laughs> gotcha. You don't you don't go like deep dive into your headline like oh okay well. I used on. to. Um, I don't know if you guys like uh, were at, at, or ha have or continue to be uh, fans of James Corbett. Of the Corbett Report. Um, he used to, uh, well, I say used to, he still does, uh, certainly dig really deeply into the factual aspects and sort of following the money and doing kind of honest freelance detective work just from a, a point of view of like honest inquiry and wanting yeah. to really put the truth out there. But um, he put out a documentary recently called uh it was the media matrix okay and sort of the message behind it was like what if 
you know, the, the very medium itself, that the time that you're spending being consumed by it. And like, it's, it's literally taking the life out of you as you like fixate on the events that are taking place, fixate on taking a stance and a position and, you know, having judgment to actually like dole out and say like, well, this was right. This was wrong. I judge this to be fair and good. In my opinion, I judge this to be unfair and ungood or, or bad in my opinion. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that actually makes and- I- that makes I, sense. I, I, takes me totally to uh, one of Michael Malice's points, which is one of the worst things about democracy is that uh, everybody's expected to have an opinion on everything, which is to say, um, like, you can't just be willfully ignorant on issues without being a bad person to the majority or, you know, to, to the voter, right? Like you, you have to have an uh, informed opinion. You have to be always informed all the time where it's just like, it doesn't actually matter if you're super informed on all these different issues. And uh, like democracy creates this illusion that we're supposed to be informed all the time when really other people are making decisions and, and we could be spending our time so much more valuable, more valuable. Value. Um, take your time. Uh- yeah, um, I think it's a bit valuable. Valuably, yeah, I got it. Okay, and um, and not paying attention to all of this shit, and not having an opinion on every single little thing that happens. Because I, I noticed for me, like, I used to be like all up, like like all up in the news constantly, like couple you know, 2015 and shit. I was just like, I was not happy all the time. But as soon as I was like, yeah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Instead, just like stopped, re- like stopped, like checking the news every day and just like, let me go back to enjoy my life. Like I've been fucking so happy like that. So that's, I don't know. I don't know who it is that like said this, but um, there's this quote that like people get the government that they deserve. And I think that was Ralph far- Martin actually. Oh, or Ho- it or Hoppe. It's, it's one of those... Um, I think it's Rothbard. Murray Rothbard said that. Well... Yeah. About Russian... Uh, about the collapse of the Soviet Union. I think that it, it even goes, like, deeper than that. So, like, I, I just... I'm gonna be very frank with the both of you right now and the, the audience. Um, so I'm just going to ask, we... We can have a serious talk right now about a lot of things that might change things for you, or it might not. You might like it or you might not, but like, you know, I'll offer you to take the blue pill. We can like chill and, you know, make fun of the world. <laughs> hey, we <laughs> or can, we we can, can take serious. the red pill. We could, uh, you wanna? Yeah, let's fucking, let's, let's go. Let's do it up. Okay. So. There's a much deeper truth to all of this, and I think that we're all fundamentally aware of it, and it is that we share one single consciousness, that there are not individuals out there really. I mean, there are individual forms, as in like, I don't know if you'd call it fractals, but like, you know, parts of a greater whole that all you know in in themselves contain the whole so there's not really another like the three of us having this discussion right now 
as individual forms is the story that's playing out. But really, there's one consciousness playing all the parts. People used to know that in the Western world a lot more than they do now. Not that it was like terribly so much, you know, but they used to call it God, you know, and that became taken way, way, way out of context. And which is what ego does, which is what each of the forms that we are does. Like each of us contain an ego. And the purpose for that is for the revelation of consciousness to actually come through and, and really peek out from the depths of what we truly are and become a window so that not only can we feel the true light of consciousness contained in ourselves, but we become a window for others to see it as well. And again, <laughs> these others... This is just part of the story. All of the parts are being played by God, by the same consciousness, or by life, or for those who look out into space and realize just the great immensity and vastness of it. There's so much that goes into, of course, quantifying the, the physical, you know, more physical forms of it, the, the more visible, more obvious, more surface, more tactile forms, the more sense. Uh, what would you call it, sensational, the things that you can sense in the world, the things that you can touch and see, you know, stars, uh, bodies of, you know, nebulas, things like that. But there's something that's so much more profound than that, which is the vastness of the space that contains it. Okay. We are that space. Yeah. Like, that's us. We share one life. And, you know, there's this sort of preconception that comes into play when, you know, ego sort of takes the handle and starts to say, well, it's me. I am this person with this past and these expectations and these likes and dislikes and judgments. And this, this little structure that I've built, that I've contained, that I've, you know, like I'm, I'm amassing all of this knowledge and, you know, like kind of taking it in like a little squirrel, you know, getting ready for winter or something, you know, like all amassing all these, yeah, all the nuts, you know, like taking all these like quantities of knowledge and, and taking that and saying, this is me, but it's never satisfying. It, it always leaves you feeling empty and void. And there's always more questions and there's always more to define. And you can always keep going, you know, chasing the little dangling carrot, you know, like I'm going to get it. I'm going to, I'm going to finally find the place where it all makes sense. And I'll finally understand. And I'll finally be able to accept life as it is unfolding around me just the way it is for what it is and nothing more like without the expectation of you know having anything added just seeing life for what it is and being like holy shit so if i had like ascended like so where am i at because i'm at like that point like i don't like i'm not really i'm not really searching for anything more like i feel like i have done everything I need to knowledge wise, like that I really want to, at least like, I don't, I'm like, I don't feel like empty. Like I did before or anything like that. Like, because well, it was like when I, when I became an anarchist, like I, I that, that, that kind of calmed me. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like, I was at like a state of peace after I was like, this, well, is, this is it. So here's a very interesting thing that I've come to notice. Um, 
so the the principles that sort of form the foundation of what we would call you know the the ideology of voluntarianism or anarchy um you know depending on which label you would rather subscribe to (laughs) yeah but um it really all just comes down to the freedom like the freedom of will but even more foundationally than that then the idea of you know having the right is is the idea that you are free in yourself this is i think like one of the hugest things that is kind of overlooked when talking about you know what took place in the gulag archipelago not that i've read the book by the way i've only read just the first few pages and like loved just the first little bit that i got but being in a place where the surroundings, the circumstances seem to convince you of their reality and seem to convince you of of their fixed nature, because that's that's another thing. Sometimes it seems like because of the circumstances or the people or the external factors around us, we won't allow ourselves to feel free. Right. Like, yeah, I, I think one of the things you're getting at, sorry to interrupt if you're no, talking, about, um, but was it one of the things you're getting at is that a lot of human experience and human consciousness is about reflecting and perceiving others perception in a sense. Um, and so like that, that puts you at like a really base level when you're just trying to perceive others perception. It is, it is very essential to do, to be empathetic or sympathetic, um, relative to other people. Yeah. It's, it's like the base level, but, um, it, it, once, once you can, um, once you develop that skill, then you can go to the higher level of of consciousness, which is to feel, uh, or is, is not just like trying to anticipate, but anticipating, and then and then building up into, like you said, this hive mind where maybe we the word are... you're looking for is allow, where it's no longer an anticipation of something that's removed from you in some indefinite future, like. You know, like the idea, like, oh, tomorrow I'll, I'll get it done. Or like, I don't know, like maybe sometime, I don't know, like maybe in the next few years, maybe in the next, I don't know, 10 to 20 years, maybe I'll have that. Maybe I'll feel that. Maybe I'll be comfortable with myself. Maybe then I'll have the peace and just, you know, a, a continuous extrapolation or, or just projection into the future rather than just, what if you could feel that now? Like, what if everything that you're looking for that's making you fidget, that you're anxious for, that you're worried about, that you're exasperated for, that you're waiting for, that you want, that you yearn, and that you know, because it's 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 a yearning that's so integral to you that it would be literally of, of biblical proportion. It is literally the famine upon the land that is not a hunger for bread or a thirst for water. 
So the things of the material world are not going to satisfy it. You can have, you know, sexual relations with as many people as you want and you can accumulate that and you will feel nothing. You can try all the drugs in the world and go as deep as you want into psychedelics and still not find the place where you can actually hang on to that connection when you're not actively on psychedelics or psychotropics or, or whatever you use to get you into a place of relaxation. And that just doesn't go for drugs. It goes for everything exercise, food. What is it that, you know, there's something that's in you that is so undeniable to who you are, that yearning for, for the fulfillment of the legend. And you know that it's in you and it's undeniable. And you can, you know, like be blase about it and you can be like, oh, no, I don't really care, you know, and try to like act cool in the moment when you're with people. And you know that like, if you are honest about what you really want, that you'll be in the spotlight and you won't be able to hide who you are and you will be vulnerable. And that is the equivalent of death. The truth of who you are being revealed without you being able to do anything about it and being an absolute lack of control and being aware that you are an absolute lack of control and choosing to allow life to unfurl. Like that is ultimately what we're all seeking and we can, you know, deny it, but That's the thing. it's I the truth. There's something to go for here because, like, as as you were talking, I, and before you got to your conclusion, I was uh, I was kind of reminded me of this thought uh, where where your conclusion went, where I was on this backpacking trip, and we were basically like three days into the wilderness in uh, the one of the most remote parts of the United States, and we were uh, like almost half of us had altitude sickness, and we're like basically doing class four scramble climb down a goalie of loose boulders, 200 pounds in size. And I, I dodged um, multiple boulders that just slipped and fell from not only people above me, but like just like the wall giving loose because of the heat of the afternoon, melting snow um, and like releasing boulders. And at that point it was just like accepting accepting death at a certain point. Um, and I think a lot of people, there's, there's something to rites of passage in traditional cultures where people have to go through a dangerous experience, safety, not guaranteed where you will Spartans. Yeah. Spartans. I mean, every single ancient culture had this. Uh, we are one of the only cultures that doesn't have this. The closest thing that America has to a rite of passage is getting your driver's license. Um, Here's the thing, though. See, mm -hmm. so I'm going to get into just another little tangent here, and then I'll let you keep going. Um, or you can just jump in whenever you want, really. It's the free ben, for ben, all it's your guys. show. Ben, your show. Take it, take it <laughs> away. Yeah. Go with Thanks, it. bro. Uh, so, <laughs> so... There's a lot of controversy around the idea of, you know, past lives and, and a lot of, you know, ego really likes to run wild with that. And, and as proof, proof positive, you've got people who, you know, at any given point in time, you've got like 115 incarnations of Napoleon Bonaparte walking this earth, like, mm. or, you know, 200 people who identify as King Arthur, you know, like things of this nature. So ego really runs wild with that, but we don't have to look so far. 
Like we, we literally do share one consciousness. So when you're talking to your parents, when you're talking to your grandparents, when you see anyone, really anyone other than you, even, even the, the kids that you see around you, these are other iterations of your life, literally. Not figuratively, not metaphorically. It is you. That's you. Like, I am you, Matt, and, and you are me. And, and, you know, same goes for Max and, and Ben. Like, we are one consciousness wearing all these faces. And that's part of the reason why you can't really lie to people. Because it's one consciousness. So if you know that you're lying, so does everyone else. Well, that's what's like. Because, well, the uh, best liars are, are are convinced that they are telling the truth. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say uh, they're not always, lying to themselves. It's always funny that no, you could are. like, you could always tell, like even like if someone's lying, like lying. It's like some like there's a little like something. Have in your you guys brain. seen Poker Face with Natasha Lyon? Oh no, my god! If I you guys want to see video. my mom, well, recommended I watch that because she's basically. If you guys want to see the resurrection of like the best TV that that ever was, watch that. You're gonna like it. Highly recommend. I'll put no it on cap. The list. Is that what the kids say? No cap. Did I do it right? <laughs> You're literally. Are you, aren't you like the youngest one here, Ben? I'm like. 25 yeah you're the kid here so you should know if it's oh, no okay cap. all right well i mean I, it doesn't really matter though we share one life right so what is age but, but i yeah i turned 30 in like a, a month it is so, no yeah. cap because of the, the conscious things like i hear no cap like i understand it but i'm i'm too i'm like i don't know if i'm old like just because i'm older like i just i'm just like i don't, uh, listen, I don't get why i'm, you I'm so disconnected from cool that like you are the holiness of cool <laughs> compared to me like Anybody standing next to me looks cool. So there you go, guys. <laughs> I was gonna make I, mean, I was gonna I, make some joke, but it would it would interfere with the bit that we're still running, even though I ruined it. So I'll save it for later. Okay. No, dude, go ahead. No, I was like, is that what you? Said? <laughs> oh, we'll just ruin we'll just ruin the bit. Like, oh, obviously the bits are like already ruined. Like I'm like, yeah. So is that why you're, like you're next to Ben? Like because he's cool. <laughs> That's it. Like he's next to me, so he's cool. <laughs> but I'm gonna text you right now <laughs> and be like. I already, I already texted Ben. And I was like, "Yo, bro, your bench flows on for now on." <laughs> and he was like, "He's like, this is probably the, like the most intellectual podcast we've done." I was like, yeah, "That's why you're out, dude." Sorry, this, this is good deep. Is I mean, it's for real. Um, so it, as far I, I was, I, I had two thoughts going into your uh, soliloquy here, which I asked for you earlier to go into a soliloquy, and you were just like, oh. "Then well. now you're like going off," but um. The other question was not about uh, death of the self, accepting death, and and then, um, but the other question is about free will in a sense because um, I, I want to understand your understanding of of free will and the ability for you to choose your own path through the world, given that we share a consciousness and that we are all reflections of ourselves, or maybe not reflections, but mirrors. Yeah, literally into each reflections, other. like literally mirrors so the world around us is literally a reflection so like it's so easy for us as human beings to laugh at the cat who's like scratching at himself in the mirror and like standing and pouncing and then like waiting to you know like hit the top of the mirror and try to see if he can get the cat in the mirror and, and we say like ha silly cat there's no other cat in the mirror that's you 
But we're going around life yelling at people, accusing them of things, judging them, feeling guilty for things that we do to them years after we've done it. Like we, we live really convinced of the other cat in the mirror. And that's part of the story that we're living. Like there's no need to resist that story or fight against it. Because if I take a knife to myself right now, I'm going to bleed, you know, in that sense, this isn't a dream right? We do play these parts. Like we really play them. We're, we're actually in the play right now. Like Lord Tyrus uh, says on the chat, he's like, if you think you live in hell, you do. Yeah, that is, that is literally true. That is viscerally true. It doesn't matter what you're surrounded by. If you're living in a, in an internal hell, everything around you is wrong. It's awry. You just, you can't feel right in your own skin. It's just, it's an experience. I, I but think, here's the um, thing. So one, to answer your question, on Max, that, like little hell on uh, Earth question. Just I'll let you finish. No, but, yeah, go ahead. Uh, my <laughs> favorite film question, that that uh, changed my mind about life and enjoyment of life and everything like that was Life Is Beautiful. Uh, have you seen this? It's no, I haven't. Actually, it, it's a beautiful Italian film um, about some Italian Jews during the Holocaust. And oh, he, I've heard of this film. Yeah, and he he convinces this kid um, in the concentration camp that it's basically like a summer camp that like they're a game. Um, it's a game, and and they get to win something at the end of it and stuff like that. And um, the idea was just like you can make anything fun if you just have the right mindset about it, um, or or you can push yourself through anything if you have the right mindset about it. Same same thing I was thinking about with rites of passage and et cetera, but. Finish your thought about uh, free will. Thank you. So, but it, it is what you said. It's, it's allowing, you know, so ultimately know that you are two beings at the same time. You are God the Father and you are God the Son. So God the Father is pure, just consciousness, just like blissed out beingness in the world no resistance to anything just being with life like literally letting it pour out of you it, it's like the the proverbial opening of the third eye you just you just pour with light you know it, it just comes out from you this immense love and it surpasses understanding on the intellectual level intellectually conceptually you cannot understand this. It's experienced. It's, it's a feeling. You live it. You literally be it. So the name of God is I am. It's what you say before you say anything. Before you say, I am a man. I am an American. I am a certain age. I am married. I am divorced. I am single. I am whatever. Whatever label, whatever profession, whatever race, gender, wh whatever you apply to yourself, you're cool, you're a hipster, you're a goth, you're a freak, you're a nerd, whatever you assign to Puerto yourself, Rican. Puerto Rican <laughs> doesn't really matter because all of those are inconsequential in the face of the truth, which is I am, which is just pure beingness. It's what you say without doing, without thinking, without any outward motion. It is 
it is. Are you still with so us? It, it, it is, is allowing. Like a, a Descartes style, like, I think, therefore I am. No, actually, that is the sin that's that's taking place. So man makes the mistake of confusing himself for the narrative in his mind. The person that narrates this dialogue and says and makes an opinion and no, but and if and, you know, wait, no, hold on. I have reservations about this. I'd like to and, you know, like has all of those comments going on. That is not who you are. That is actually the grave mistake that humanity made. But it is what, also the, the mistake that we were sent to monologue. make. Yes, it's literally the inner monologue is the sin. It is. Oh, okay. So, um, can we just take a moment to let that land? Oh no. Well, really, re yes. The inner inner monologue is the sin, but like the inner monologue of you know, like critiquing the yourself. Inner like, but like, my no, inner monologue is just me. So, me saying that I'm great is bad in my head. Well. You you thinking that the saying of it is who you are is bad. But I am great. I'm confused now. You can you can say anything in your mind. The mind throws up a million things. Oh no! For like you if I'm day. by myself, I'm, I'm talking about like so. You mean it's it's a saying if you're like you're talking with somebody and then but inside your head you're saying something different. No, at or all times the the conversation, the dialogue, the actual speaking to oneself, that that speech that that judges things as good and bad, as right and wrong, as up and down, that tells you, that narrates, that says that's an oak tree without actually letting you look at the tree and really appreciate the tree for wow, like okay. just, if you look at it without without assigning a label to it, because that's how you kill things. In reality, when you assign a name to something and you take that name, that fixed idea, and you say, this, this name, this title, this word is all that this is. And that's not true. And you know it because you can't confine something to a name. As, as I think it's Shakespeare who put it, a rose by any other name is just as sweet. It's about the actual living with the thing. Like, yeah. be with it, but without any expectation of what it's going to do, without thinking that you know the answers, without, you know, just no expectation. Let it surprise you. So that, that trust with life is what we ultimately come to reach when we overcome that, that obstacle of identifying with the ego, identifying with the concept of the person who says, oh, I can be so superior if I tell these people about, you know, the truth of consciousness. You know, identification with that concept is what is the sin, really. It's the disidentification from truth, which is pure being. The truth of who you are is infinite love. It is infinite compassion, infinite forgiveness, because when you're in that space and you realize that all that we have done has been under the illusion of ego, there's not even anything to forgive because you realize anything 
perceptively bad that anyone ever did, including Hitler, including, you know, the worst people that you can think of nowadays. Whoa, the people what? behind whoa, the whoa, worst. Hold on, what? H Hitler? No, really? What? Yes. Yes. These people, because again, these people so are not, <laughs> these people are not separate from who you are. That's one I, consciousness. I, so you once dreamed, as did no, I, as did Matt, as did everyone, that we were Hitler and we did all of these horrible things and we felt all of these horrible things. Oh my God. We this, literally you, dreamed that. True. That's true. It, in a sense that like, yes. No, not um, in a sense. Like it's, it's literally viscerally true. Oh, okay. Yes. It is viscerally true that everybody who is genuinely achieved a level of consciousness who has allowed themselves to reach into themselves and experience the divinity has seen all sides of EG, good or evil if lived? we were to assign if it you, that if you are alive if you can perceive these words if you can hear what is being said if you can understand it this includes you and not only that, but Hitler did that, and that same spirit that gave life to Hitler is the same spirit that gives life to bald eagles, to Douglas fir trees, to uh, caricature artists at carnivals, to, you know, like, whatever. It's the same life. Like, that's the thing. It's not separate iterations and everyone's got a different God and like we've got all these religions and everyone's on a team and we all get to join sororities and yay colors. Yay, like, girl. no, this is not what this is, right? Yeah. We all share one consciousness and that's the truth. Nope. And when you hear that, it literally like quakes the ground beneath you because the, the revelation of that is just like, what? Well, you know, this, <laughs> I think you're making a really great point, which is that, um, like if if you can acknowledge that you share the same thought patterns and consciousness as somebody like Adolf Hitler or Mao Zedong or uh, Pol Pot or something like that, like we we all have the same perception and consciousness and and hardware that we operated yeah. on, and um and Absolutely. and so if you if you think that like these are fundamentally different humans than you or something like that. Exactly. Um, and that you're incapable of evil or, you know, something like that. That's when you are lost in this, like, you know, you said red pill, blue pill earlier, but like white versus black, you know, good versus evil world, this Marvel universe of like, there's the good guys and there's the bad guys and everything like that. Whereas like every bad guy sees every liar sees themselves as saying telling the truth and every bad guy sees themselves as the good guy okay so it's yeah that is fundamentally true and and moreover what keeps you lulled in stagnation like what is it that keeps you repeating mistakes despite knowing that knowing more than anyone else that you don't want to repeat that mistake Skills, having yeah. more at stake than anyone else, having more concern and more vested in not repeating that mistake than anyone else, and still making that mistake. What is it that keeps us in that lull, in that stagnation, or or in that feeling that we're 
still under the thumb of forces that are far greater. Or, you know, in other words, if we put it in biblical terms, it would be to see ourselves as grasshoppers and to see the world as giants. And, you know, think, oh, the giants in the land, like, what the hell am I going to do about that? Literally. Well, no, I think one of the best things that you can read in the Bible is that God told us that we are masters of the physical world, right? We are. Yeah. And, and so... And that's that's the craziest thing. But how are we masters of the physical world? Through our few, through our will, you know. We'll... Is it? <laughs> Because if I recall, there's the Bible verse that says, not by my power, nor by my might, but by my spirit, saith the okay. Lord of hosts. So, yes, yes, spirit, and I, I would substitute the What is the distinction will. between will and spirit, though? Because um, there's a huge distinction. I, I guess uh, as far as uh, the semantic understanding of words, I, I would need to be educated because I... It's um, not really I'm a not... matter of semantics. Did you say semantics? It's, it's not semantics because it, it's, it's, far, it's far deeper than that. It's the concept of acceptance because by man's will, he will not accept something. He will not allow himself to be living in what he cannot accept. He, that's when he tunes out. Then that's when he starts drinking. That's when he starts, you know, like relying on any crutch, looking for anything to make him feel better about himself because he cannot accept what is. That's man's will. And man's will never wins out. Man's will is always defeated. Always defeated every single time. Every okay. single time. This is this if, is a theological I mean, distinction I've never uh, well, encountered before, which is because uh, I wasn't raised in a Max religious background. It's, no it's not even really me. about. It's not even really about religion. It's, okay. it's it's it it's beyond the concept of religion because religion in olden times used to really mean like spirit, which is everyone has spirit. That is universal. That is not something that you can alienate from a living life form. So everyone from the person who shot up that school, unfortunately, in that incident and, and the victims that fell to it, that's the same consciousness. That's the same spirit. We have to be able to produce as the sons of God, the word of God in such a way that it will actually save both of these people. How do we redeem you know, bo both groups, both the perpetrators and the victims in the world. How do we redeem what is happening? How do we literally alchemize lead into gold? It's not by man's will. It's not by man's will. You can't do it by by the trying of it. And believe me, I have seen my own father in this in this lifetime try so hard against the world. And he's gotten so far. You will not believe how far he's gotten. If, if well, he wouldn't believe it if you if you knew what I knew, right? But yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, have really say, I have to say a comment from the chat before we go too much further is that yeah, John sorry. John Otter was like, "Spirit didn't slap Will Chris Rock, right? <laughs> Spirit <laughs> Will Here, did." Let me let me grab well, something real quick. Yeah. Right. So um, 
Well, that's those are the states that we go through. What happened with Will and Chris Rock was just people going through the states, someone going through the state of I'm about to be a victim and someone going through the state of I'm about to be a perpetrator. And and we we're driven towards these circumstances in our lives when we are well, alienated really, from really spirit. Quick. Let's talk about the Chris Rock uh, Will Smith thing because we're going back to like the inner monologue issue of being a sin because at first like for that incident he was will smith was laughing at the joke about his wife from chris rock and then she said then he looked over there and then he was up in here right yeah and then literally see the change in people's faces when when they drop into being in their heads you can see it it's like they just something in them gets lost like their eyes just kind of fade out a little bit you know what i mean what yeah what do you think what 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 should he have done in that situation and like just ignored the monologue and just straight up like like talked to his wife like are you really upset about that like well, get a reaction from her like actually talk to her first verbally like so what? so the first thing that might have helped will our will because remember will smith is just us so we're talking yeah. about ourselves right yeah. now yeah. Yeah. yeah so be kind right yeah, yeah. um so what would have helped Will was first and foremost to understand that there is no should and should not. Something either did or didn't happen. Things do or don't happen. And that's it. And if we can remain in the acceptance of what is without trying to add onto God's word or take away from it, because that's the thing, like, when I say that we're not in control, I'm not, you know, I'm not having a laugh at you, man. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really meaning that to save your life. We are not in control. And so to put any expectation on life that like, and I know that this is going to get real, like, real nitty gritty for a lot of, uh, of aspects of ourselves out here. Um, when we When we can detach expectation, even from what seems totally unacceptable, that is when we overcome the world. Yep. When you can look at something taking place that does not agree with you, and you don't fight it, and you're not resisting it, not just on a level of like a physical resisting and like, I'm going to physically do something about it. No, no, I'm going to stop or I'm going to, you know, say something about it or I'm going to not. It's even on the level of thinking. Because if you're not resisting, and, and this is in the Bible too, this is what is actually meant, by the way, when, when uh, Jesus says, I think it's Jesus, I could be wrong. I have no authority to speak. So, you know, anyone feel free to correct me and fact check. This is, this is open forum, right? Yeah. Um, so I believe it was Jesus who said that if you lust after a woman in your mind, even if you haven't actually committed the act with her, you, you've already gone there. You already went there. In your mind, you already agitated yourself to that extent. What is the difference? <laughs> when oh. you in your mind are agitating the world around you or disturbing it, or you're letting the world disturb you, 
you're you're already losing your presence you're losing your spirit you're losing that allowing place that that place where you don't have expectations and life is just this blissed out experience and you've opened your proverbial third eye and you can just take life for the I mean, just the beauty that it is. Like, if you guys knew how much beauty there is out there beyond your limited perception, beyond your judgment of right and wrong, how much beauty there is out there, how many lives living for the sake of living and just chasing life for, for itself, for the sake of chasing, just just for the living, birds flying just to fly. I'm fish you fishing, right just, now or fish swimming just to swim. Since I have four children, I see a lot more beauty in the world. <laughs> like mm. it, it, it helps. You know? Also, we have a yeah. little, little, little creature. Oh man, that's I got a little too. I, I got back <laughs> to my like early twenty phase of like hating children, or not hating children, but like disdaining children. Because right, I work you're with out kids every single day, in. and um. <laughs> And I, I like nowadays I'm I, like, I see kids and I'm, I'm just like, either I'm just like sympathetic or empathetic to the point where I'm like, you know, if I was you, I'd also be crying right now. <laughs> like exactly. this is not fair. Or I, I'm just like, I love your wonder for the world. Everything like that. Um, I you wanted to that... share oh, with sorry, you all. Um, this is maybe an aside. But I, uh, I was going to share with you all, I have a, a dictionary from 1959, which is before dictionaries got weird um, about Here, my stuff. parents were born. Shout out. Um, so here, I, I need to put the light on the uh, page here. So, Will. Don't go into the light, bro. Not yet. We need you. Not yet. Um, to express futurity with the implications of intention, determination, or compulsion obligation in former spe informal speech to express determination obligation in the first person to and futurity in second and third persons a question expecting will in the answer see the note following shall um this is a really cool dictionary by the way um to express dictionary. willingness as will you go to expressibility or capacity as will hold a pint or five. Sorry, I should have been reading the numbers as in the number of definitions. Five, to express habit or customary practice as she will talk for hours on end. I'm, I'm not saying that um, in context of right now. Uh, she will, though. <laughs> sorry, he. I'm, so I'm, here, here is, you're what? still bad. And you transition, so we're going to respect your pronouns. So, yeah. right. um, whatever you want to do. All right. Now, I'm going to go to spirit. And I, I'm going to show you this dictionary. Or, or maybe I should show it to you right now. I'm oh, excited shit. for spirit. I'm excited to hear this one. Uh, the, the background's fucking with the, the definition. This is Webster's Dictionary. Oh my gosh, one of the from old 1959. School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, I love this. That's great. I love uh, reading the old school definitions of things. Um, okay, so spirit. Because, um, yeah, like I, I needed to look this up and just be like, sure for myself what uh, is going on. And fuck this. Sure. I, I should just turn the background off. This is fucking stupid. Um. 
None. There we go. All right. Not like anybody can really see much of my living room anyways. Okay, spirit. <clears throat> A noun from Latin spiritus or breath or sparare to breathe. One, the life principle, especially in man, be or the soul. Two, the thinking, feeling part of man, mind, intelligence. Three, in life, will, thought, etc. See, but these are the definitions of man. And and man, ego, you can't rely on ego mind. Like, we've already established that there's a piece that surpasses all understanding. So that is yeah, literally yeah. a pointer to say, and, and this is not, you know, again, personal. But ego no, no, can I, make I it agree. that way. Ego can I, make it personal because ego will definitely push back when it sees that it it's losing perpetuity, when it's losing tenure, so to speak. And I, I, it realizes I'm, that it's not the true authority and that presence actually speaks so loud and so potently without actually needing to use the flourish of words or extrapolate thought to an extent that is extremely elaborate or developed, but that just presence itself, literally just the allowing life to happen and just being in the moment and, and feeling, feeling your breath, feeling like if you can actually feel that without any conceptualization of it without any trying to wrap your mind around it because thinking again is a necessary obstacle to it and there's a reason for that it's well, the the reason why in in the true sense the pure spirit won't win by beauty it won't win by strength it won't win by cleverness it won't win by you know like doing all of these things or identifying as all of these things and and diluting things down into these more and more and more and more and more finite and, and minute definitions and making everything ever more narrow and distinct and chopping it up. And you can see this in PhD subjects, by the way, like like in theses that, that people will deliver, it just becomes a, a, an ever chopping up of, of things into finitely more small and small bits. And ultimately, the answers, the, the true meaning of life gets lost in all of that. It's it's just I mean it's a complete dilution of the truth of life, which is now, which is literally feeling air flow through your lungs, and and well, just feeling spirit, that. Spirit in Latin is to breathe, and then um, but so the the third definition of spirit is to will, and so that is the futuristic future uh oh man i lost i lost the page i thought i had this page right like right here and then i like moved it so but yeah literally spirit is a latin word for to breathe um so like i i completely agree with you that like being spiritual is being present yeah and, and will and how fortunate right that that's the answer because think about it like what is the the unifier like we we keep 
losing ourselves and all the different ways that we can isolate ourselves from one another and break ourselves down into groups and, and create more and more walls and more barriers and more barricades and more and more, you know, just to keep everyone else out because they're so different from me. But that's not really us that's doing that. Because if if you have a moment where you kind of lose it, but then, I don't know, a couple of days later, you come back to presence and you realize like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. That was kind of dumb. I kind of overreacted. And like, you have that moment of realizing like, it wasn't that big of a deal to begin with. When you like allow that realization to happen to you and you realize that it's the whole world over and that it applies in every situation that allowing, like you're, you're not in control of everything. So allow, and you understand also in the truth of yourself, in the truth, not in the ego mind and the conceptual identity, but in the truth of who you are, you know that this is one life, that it doesn't begin and end with just this individualized identity, but that it's vast and expansive and it encompasses everything and everybody. Like th this is life. Everyone plays a part in it. it it's I mean, it's the biggest dream to ever be dreamed, and we're in it. And and isn't that amazing? And and from that place, you can also realize where it is that you know identification with ego can lead you astray because ego thrives and grows and feeds off of the idea of the otherness of the other. The more different and the more other, and we don't want them, you know, uh, Pink, uh, Pink Floyd, us and them. Like, you know, it, it's the idea that there's separate from ourselves and then there's us instead of the we all live in a yellow submarine. Like, we do, you know, like we, we really are sharing one single life. There's, there's an opposite of birth which is death, but life itself has no opposite and contains them all. And that's us. We're life. Like, Can, can I make a complete aside? Because sure, I was thumbing through this dictionary <laughs> and discovered that the word sext has it's... existed since at least 1959. But is it like a root word of like sextant or something or is it actually like the same thing that it means in common language today it does not mean the same thing we mean today okay okay which is to say um it's a noun derived from latin sexta or can i aura. can i interject to say one thing i just thought it was so funny when you were looking up the definition of spirit and it, the first thing it says is it's a noun <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like just the idea that it gets conceptualized into a noun when it's literally like, like this live living experience that we're all sharing right now. Well, I mean, as from a grammatical point of view, which right, is right, really of course, of course, I just cool, think it's funny. The cool thing about this uh, dictionary, which I don't know if it will show, is there's a table of alphabets and of Indo-European languages in the back. Okay, that is really stinking cool. Um, and so I can uh, I can look up the letters and pronunciation of any Indo-European language and the alphabet for English, Arabic, Wait, what year is, Hebrew, wait, you said 1959, Greek, right? Russian, yes. or German. 
in here. Can you see if I can um, one of them? Yeah, this is a 1959 Webster's Dictionary. It's only the. It's actually the concise edition. I wonder what the non-concise the, edition. Yeah, is the expanded like. edition. Yeah, um, and the it's up the. It's this is Webster's New Dictionary. Uh, uh, new. Sorry, this is Webster's New World Dictionary. Um, of the American language. It it's is beautiful. Uh, it is a gift from my fifth grade English teacher. Um. Oh who what's her name let's give her a shout out uh well or his name bold of you to assume that it was a woman. Of... wow <laughs> or, right, or his name out, mr brody <laughs> was awesome well, it's, i don't know my fifth grade teacher was how a woman slow really <laughs> quick right most slow? teachers how are women dare you? you're right That's how true. dare it's you true. but you assumed how dare you that's what i say i'm sorry i'm sorry um, <laughs> it's that internalized no, uh mi misogyny <laughs> I I love this dictionary because like like I said, um, I can I can look up words in other Indo-European languages with it. <laughs> that's that's really sick. I love like the whole just root word, like like knowing where things come from helps you like really understand them so much better, and you can see the repeating patterns when they show up in yes. different languages. And especially considering how a lot of Asian languages have also like just taken from English. Or, or from the West and just directly borrowed terms the same way that we directly borrow from them. Like, I don't know how much more evidence we really need that we are one consciousness and that like we share the same like visceral experiences in, in like live. So like, it's the reason why athletes can break world records. And then shortly after they break those world records, people start breaking it too. Yeah. And and why people get taller and taller and taller and, and more athletic increasingly as time goes on and like everything just Wait, hold gets, up, you real know, quick. like why am I not taller and athletic, huh? I'm short. Explain see, that. If if you weren't you, you didn't participate you in eugenic right breeding now. far enough. Uh, true. If you weren't true. an ego though, you wouldn't have a problem with your form. You would oh just no, I like, actually wow, don't. I was just being beautiful. I was just, yo, girl, I was shit posting in real time. <laughs> Real time shit posts. That's fine. Okay, I, but I, I do want to throw it in for the people in the audience though, because like the the things that happen in your mind literally happen like that. Like those intrusive thoughts about like I'm not enough, I'm deficient. They literally just come in like at the drop of a dime. You don't even think about it. And well, I know that you didn't necessarily do no, that. No, but it's a it's a it's a real but... thing. Like there's like short like it's like short man syndrome. But, like I'm not like that. Like I'm not, like I'm. I'm five eight. Like I don't care. Like, Napoleon I don't care. complex, I'm, I'm, I'm a, right? I'm a, I'm like a man, man but I don't. I don't care because I'm like, what? Like what the fuck does it matter? I can do everything I need to, right? Like I don't give a shit. But I remember my, uh, I had a girlfriend back in fucking. I was like eighteen, but like her family, her sister's fiance was like five four, and they were like get rid like in like the 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 sister was like five eleven. Right or six one ish, you know, depending on who that's you're talking, really, depending that's on who really you're talking to, depending on who you're talking to. It was beautiful until the dude who was like five four, like a month out from the marriage, was like, "Oh yeah, no, when we get married, you're going to stay home and take care of the kids." They were both working people, like they were both career driven people. He was like, "Yeah, you're going to take care of the kids, and yeah, the jokes you make about my height." are going to end then too. 
and she was like, okay, what the fuck? Like this whole like, <laughs> work and she was like, no nope. Napoleon complex. Yeah. And she was like, hell no. And she fucking ended, ended the engagement. She's like, absolutely not. She was like, I did not, but, I've never seen the side of him before. Well, that's ego. Really. It all comes yeah. back yeah. to ego because it's the same misidentification that produces the mass murderer, the school shooter, the the Pol Pot, the Hitler, the Mussolini, the, you know, the quote unquote terrible people, the, the greatest evildoers that we've come to know. Karl Marx. It's the same. Yeah, Karl Marx, <laughs> whatever, you know, yeah. angles. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I guess it just, you know, it comes back to understanding that when you extrapolate your power and you put it, you know, like, for example, you can see it happen in children. You can see, like, the peaceful, coexisting, co-creating, open being, and then you can see the peaceful, coexisting, co-creating being find another peaceful, coexisting, co-creating being, and then there's a fire truck toy, and then we're not peaceful and coexisting anymore because that truck is mine. And I'm it gonna, just, it breaks down from there. I'm, like, it, I'm t really quick. I'm terrible at pronouncing shit. Uh, but Fonzie in the chat, why don't we shout out? Uh, uh, you know what? Maybe the white claws are hitting me. I can't read this. Uh, Etymology. <clears throat> Who? Let's try that again. Um, it's like me uh, trying to say valuable. Yeah. Etymology. Etymology? Logic. It's a studies? book. It's etymologicon. Etymologicon. I'm. I'm just fucking. I'm just ruining this. This point. Well, there's a book that is about. Uh, it's a long rambling text on the word history, and it's one of his favorite books. And I am just terrible at reading new words. Of reading words for so things. So what is it? Etymological. Here, hold on I, one second. I'm just gonna do this. Just like, just like copy paste it to me, like tomorrow or something. Yeah, or I can just do it now. Uh, oh, fine, that's great too. <laughs> yeah. Why defer? Why, Why defer, defer the moment? Yeah, I'm just terrible. I, I, I like I just, uh, I just like I, like I always like see shit. Like I don't know how to pronounce it, and I'm like, hey, hey. By the way, just a quick question: How are you guys feeling about? what we've talked about like are you guys feeling okay did i did i get too heavy-handed because do you know what i can I, be a little know, ham fisted no that's you've been great and you know what i really liked is that in the beginning you were nervous as shit and then you <laughs> fucking relaxed about 20 minutes in <laughs> that was Thanks. very great no what you, you're i like, honestly thought that we were gonna make a podcast that um if any future employer saw me in um I would immediately be uh, fired from. And I mean, it may here still we've be made the case. actually a piece of art. I, I think so. Oh, bro, and the, well, and, like I can sum it up in five minutes, so you can still get fired. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I um, I I regret being called less racist, Max. I've been working really hard to be called regular racist, Max. Regular in, racist until your auto corrects corrects nuggets to the N word. Don't speak to me. Okay, because that's what happened to real racist. I, just, I don't use it that much. I'm just posting graphs and and charts and statistics. That's what makes you really racist. Oh, oh, really quick. How do you feel about that black hole that's pointed at Earth? Apparently, 
Max. What the fuck are you talking about? There was some there was, there was some article uh, I read that was about like they thought it was some uh, star or something, but like oh it's a black hole and it's pointed directly at Earth. I'm like, what does that even mean if it's like out in the galaxy? Like, it doesn't hey, matter. quick question. Also yes. for Max, just to tack yeah. on to your question, because I also want Max to answer this. Have you heard, I, I once saw this TikTok video, it must have been like, I don't know, six months ago. I could be wrong about the timeline, but um, it was a video of this guy talking about how as the cosmos is currently being mapped, mm-hmm. it's starting to look increasingly like or resembling a human being. Have you heard anything about this to tack on to Matt's question? Okay, so I'll, I'll address your question first, which is to say that the um, the structure of galactic um, clusters, and that is to say, like, our, you know, the Milky Way is a galaxy. We're within what we call the local group, which is a larger part of the Virgo supercluster. There's... Um, the the galaxies within the universe are basically formed into filaments, as we call them, um, that almost exactly resemble the structure of neurons within a brain. That's pretty sick. Um, and I mean, I'm, just off. The I'm bat, saying this as insane. an astrophysicist, and and I this is not a. Oh, like, I forgot. I wanted to like message you something. I'll probably do it later. But okay, yeah. so okay, um, there's yeah, this yeah. YouTube channel of this guy called Sky Scholar, and then I'll let you get back to what you're saying. But uh, there's this no. YouTube channel, um, this guy called Sky Scholar. Uh, he was breaking down, like using historical proofs, uh, the fact that like the theory of relativity as Einstein posed it is completely wrong like fundamentally like that he used proofs that were proven to be illogical and no one noticed somehow. And I was just wondering if that is true as far, or if you'd be interested in watching this video, because I, it, the understanding I, I far would be very interested. Mine, but... I, um, as, as a, as a scientist who works on, um, so even, um, do you remember when Apple maps rolled out? Yes, this was I like do. six or eight years ago or something like that. Apple Maps rolled out and they had forgot like that 3D stuff. Something like that. But um, initially they forgot to include relativistic calculations for the time dilation between satellites and the Earth. And um, as a result, if you were using their GPS function, you would find yourself hundreds of meters, if not uh, kilometers off of your actual location. So, um, to say that, uh, relativity has been disproven to a substantial effect. Okay. Here's, here's the deal. Like Newtonian physics, breaking news. Well, okay. Newtonian (laughs) physics, like the physics that Isaac Newton came up with in 1700 are very valid today, right? Like when we fire bullets, at um or artillery or we um or we're flying a plane around the earth or anything like that like or driving a car newtonian physics work perfectly when um we start to launch stuff into space and orbit the earth there isn't there's just enough time dilation and um 
other effects that like yeah we can tell that you or uh you know we knew since 1916 that time dilation and uh gravitational light um wait we knew about that since 1916 yeah there was a total solar eclipse in which we were able to see stars that were behind the sun refracting around the sun's gravity um during the total solar eclipse of 1916 um so th this and is somehow a... that just got missed in the mathematics all the way through until recently no i i, I uh albert or einstein it predicted like... it Al albert einstein predicted it in 1914 that if relativity was real that you would see stars that are physically behind the sun according to our star charts during a total solar eclipse because the sun's mass would lens the light of the star uh, around the sun and you would be able to see that during a total solar eclipse because the light of the sun isn't bright enough to block out the light of the star that you're seeing that is actually behind it. And they confirmed this in 1916. So it only took two years for Einstein's theory from 1914 to get to 1916 to get confirmed um, that people were like, oh, this is awesome. Like we, we now have a realistic prediction of how light and gravity works in space. Um, one of the additional factors that uh, Einstein predicted was the orbit of Mercury does not work according to Newtonian physics. Uh, Mercury orbits at the wrong rate, according to just the um, laws oh, of gravity right. that um, <laughs> Newton would predict because it's so close to the sun that there's relativistic effects. Um, so Einstein is correct. In a lot of senses, but when you get to a black hole or you get to the Big Bang, you know, the or we shouldn't call it the Big Bang. It's the cosmic egg. That's what uh, Joseph Lamatra, the Catholic priest who came up with the term and called it. Um, but the uh, the creation of the universe. Um, we have a, a physics that. Uh, doesn't compute with relativity as Einstein described it. In 1914, he described general relativity. In 1918, he described special relativity. And so we so I'm have... not even sure which one of those was actually disproven in the video. I, I want to be like, I'm a complete plebe when it comes to this pleb, whatever. No, and that's totally fine. I don't expect everybody to be knowledgeable about everything. I, I would be very interested to know um, if somebody sent me a link about something relative Dude, to... Like Sky Scholar physics. on YouTube. Sky Scholar on YouTube. Let me look him up right now. Yeah, he should have the... And, and, I think it's like 25 I'll, minutes. I'll, I'll watch something. some videos and... It'll do that. Yeah. And then you can answer back on the next podcast. There you go. Yeah, well, Ben's yeah. out. So, Flo, next episode, we can, we can cover these topics. So, no worries. <laughs> well, no worries all I'm getting at, ben will what be was back the original thing? There's a black hole pointing at Earth. Oh, oh no, I, I don't even have the article up, so I don't care. But it would be funny if that next episode that Ben's on, and then Flo, you just come in and push him out of the way, like, get the fuck out of here. No one wants you. Anyways, <laughs> I'm here, guys. Don't worry. So it, I, I was going to say just like a black hole can um, have powerful jets of um, 
synchrotron or other radiation emitting out of its poles. And if it's pointing right at us, then we could get hit with ionizing or higher uh, radiation that would affect the climate and or our um, health here on Earth. Um, one of the possible explanations of the Permian extinction is that we had a gamma ray burst in the Milky Way um, that was directed towards the Earth. Um, but I would say generally, um, you know, it's it's not anything that we can fix. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe do, don't worry about should it. Should I care about it? <laughs> is there anything we, my, we can just be with it? <laughs> is there anything we could tax more to stop this? No. Okay. I think if we if we rather more taxes, we could fix this. If every if every taxpayer in America gave me five dollars, I could fix it. So here's my Venmo account. Send it on over. I'll I'll get taken care of. No problem. Don't even worry about it. No questions. It'd be infinitely cheaper to line our houses individually with um like lead on the roofs or the no, no 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 just give me money give me personally okay. yeah, not yeah, the government yeah. me give me money it's fine you know do you guys remember that spongebob episode and i'm sorry to bring it back to spongebob but that spongebob episode where yeah, you're um, out bikini, Bo- <laughs> bikini bottom was under attack from the alaskan bullworm and sandy mm. and spongebob were like writing it and Patrick and the rest of the town knew what was going to happen, so they pushed with all of their might, or proverbially man's will, and, uh, you know, they they pushed the town all the way to what they thought would be a safe place, and they were so happy, and everybody cheered when they finally got there, and Sandy and Spongebob got off the bullworm, but it ran, like, off the cliff and right into Bikini Bottom or something. God. So I think if anything is happening, again, like even on a scale of like galactic shit, the answer is still in presence, in being. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately we are not in control. And if you need something large enough to remind you of that, let's try galactic forces. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're not going to take anything else in your life with like the gravity of the fact that it is unmoving... And and the fact that ultimately you will learn not to shoot the messenger. You will realize that the people around you, their reactions, the circumstances of life, everything that is happening, it's only reflecting to you how you're feeling. Because of the pain that exists in your life, like 2% of that was real pain, like real physical, you know, actual pain. And the 98% of it that is killing you is all your own pain added by your ego, added by your expectations of the moment, added by what you think is supposed to happen and your, your unwillingness ultimately to accept anything other than what you want. Other than, you know, to accept people around you acting in a certain way, speaking in a certain way. Um, like you can take your family, like your most intimate relationships are the best examples of, of this at work. And I know that like very personally, because before, well, um, I'm just going to go ahead and like, say I had a shift, um, 
I didn't do it. There was no doing on my behalf. It happened when I finally surrendered. And that is why I'm able to speak from authority. When I say these things to you guys, it's not coming from a bullshit place. It's coming from the place of truth. After having wrecked my own relationships, my own life, my own, and, and, you know, I had that story going of like, you know, why is this happening to me? Like, I'm going to pull my hair out. Like, what's going on? I don't understand. This isn't how it's supposed to go. And like trying so hard, always, I was like 110% try hard, like all the time. And, and this was constant, you know, like it was a barrage of like thoughts all the time. Uh, I remember at one point I had an experience, um, speaking as a person, I, I had an experience on acid, uh, where I was sitting on my bed and I remember like, I, I had the lights off in my room and I was just sitting and like being, which I didn't realize at the time was all I wanted to give myself. And I would only allow myself to do it through the use of psychedelics once in a while. And like, I designate the times and try to plan it out. But ultimately, the experiences as enlightening as they were, were not enough to actually sustain me through life and actually redirect my my behaviors, my decisions or anything like that. And I thought that I had some semblance of control. I thought that I was technically doing the right things because I was like, well, technically I'm doing yoga every morning. Technically I'm meditating. Technically I'm making the time to do these things. I'm eating healthy. I had um, at a very early age, I made a, a dietary change even, and it was really reflecting like this this huge change that was happening within me. And I don't know if it was all... <laughs> you know, written because I, I, I see it happen now and I, I wouldn't change anything. Um, I had a religious upbringing. I had uh, a lot of like strife in my family. There was, um, a lot of separation, nothing different, you know, from what anyone else really experiences, or even if people have their families intact, there's some sort of strife that targets people at some point in their lives. And well, it was already targeting me at a young age, and I I was very egoic already at a young age, and I thought that it was good because in school I was being, you know, put into the gifted program, and oh, this is so great. Look at your very vivid memory. I bet you're going to do great in life, and it's like, no, this vivid memory is horrible. <laughs> Everything started to pile up, you know, past experiences, things that would happen, expectations that I would have of my family, relationships, like anything, you name it. And by the way, like, we can stop. I don't want to keep you guys on, like, forever in a life. No, it's but, like uh, you, fi fi no, you like fin finish your thought. I got a little, a little okay. something to okay. say afterwards. Okay. All right. So, um, so I, I was, I thought I was doing the right things to try and like fix the mistakes that I, I knew I had blind spots for at some point. Like I, I, I had to know that because there was something that kept drawing me further and further and further along. And I, I remember looking at books like Conversations with God and like pouring through them at the age of like 12 and 13. And like, while certain figures at the time, like Neil Donald Walsh, weren't necessarily totally plugged into presence, you know, and there are some technical mistakes in their books that people will point out and say, oh, you know, this means that the whole thing is invalid. And it's like, not necessarily. Um, there's very much the idea of 
I don't know, like that, that descent into madness that I kind of took, there were, there was a point where I was literally like hitting myself physically. And this is not too long ago. I'm not talking about like several years ago. I'm talking about a few months ago. And, and this change happened like, yeah, crazy stuff. So like, I, 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 like, I talk about it and I can't believe it that I'm like sane enough to even say these things. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I would really grip onto the past and hold so much judgment and, and really specifically try to target something on the outside. I would always put it on something on the outside. It's either the, the circumstances won't allow it or the people won't allow it, or there's always something against me and it's me against life. And why do all these things happen? And like just this constant, you know, barrage of aspects of my life kind of coming together when I try really hard to like build up and patch up the sandcastle and this other wave comes and crashes and it's all fucked. And it's mm. like, why even bother? And like at that point turning to like utter darkness and that's the call of the void, you know, it's, it's literally like you get put through it. Like the furnaces of affliction are, are proverbial. Yes. But, but they're, they're not just myth. This is life. Like these, these myths, these mythologies that we have, these religions, whether it's ancient Greek, whether it's ancient Chinese, whether it's, you know, you go to the Zen masters in Japan, you can, you can go to the, the Sufis, oh my gosh, the swirling dervishes, like the people who, who've been plugged into this idea for so long now, gurus in India who've known this for ages, like the idea has always been swirling and dancing around us because again, it's one consciousness. So if one person on this planet is present and alive and aware of the truth of who we are, that's all we need. And that's insane. Just the idea, like, life is coming to life as we're perceiving it. The purpose of our living is not for us to get off on ourselves and become these inflated egos. That's our childhood. That's well, literally I'll, our I'll spiritual childhood. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, this is our spiritual childhood. When we make all these mistakes and we stumble around and we confuse other people... Uh, you know, the messenger for the problem. And so we shoot the messenger and we do it constantly all around us without realizing that we're talking to a mirror, you know, yeah. and, and it's a yeah, wonderful mirror, right? mirror at that. And this is, this is so just flat out here. This is the only truth that saves us. You yeah. can't replace the presence of life with anything else. And you can try and you do try. And that's part of our descent into hell. We're meant to do that. You go through the furnaces of affliction so that on the other side, you can come out Jesus Christ. So again, spirituality or spiritus is to breathe in the present, right? Like just to appreciate and to feel and to experience what is around you and and love it right like no matter what it is like realize that you are alive i love that beautiful and and you know so i want to speak to suicide um because this Word? is something very near and dear to every heart <laughs> um 
there is a suicide that has to take place. Okay. And it does, but it's not the suicide of the body. Because even if you kill your body, the grief that is in you just gets unleashed and it goes and it flies around and it grabs onto the closest thing to it, which is generally your loved ones or just people who were in your vicinity, period. Mm. People who hear mm. it on the news that it happened in their town, that it happened in their school. Um, and, you know, these these are all dream concepts still, though. So... The first thing that I can share with you that is part of the ultimate truth is that there is no death. We share one life. So no desire, no dream, no memory, no anything is left out of life because God is literally looking through your eyes. The name of God is I am. And I'm not talking about flow. <laughs> when yourself? you say, I am, you say, I am, me. And that me is our me. The person who looks through your eyes is God, and we are all God. We see literally through the eyes of, of everyone. Every life form on this planet, in this world, in this dimension, in this kingdom, if you are antiquated, that is us. So when we kill someone else, we're killing ourselves. When we kill ourselves, we're killing everyone else. <laughs> when we attack the outer world, when we attack the messenger, we're really attacking ourselves. So you can, you do have the option of you know, going and, and telling someone like, hey, asshole, you know, whatever. But you're talking you know, to yourself. We're, we're attacking a part of our consciousness. Yeah. And and it's, you, you well, can I think mean, of it as it a part of your consciousness. Is it not fair to say that some parts of our consciousness need to be destroyed? Like the self-destruct well, of the here, envious, here's, here's the, the thing sinful yes. parts of our consciousness? Yeah. So what, this is the crux of the suicide that has to happen. Well, he, mm. well here's so, the issue with so well, really quick for what I understand of this. Is the problem is if you're the consciousness is still there. So if you kill a part of that, like with like actually kill somebody, whatever, it's you just kill it, the it, ego. But you kill the what about personhood. What about reincarnation of that that part of the consciousness? So so we are all one life. So every new life that that forms is formed out of the life that came before it. And that's not just in the, you know, like, thick sense of like, oh, well, this couple and so their genetics and like, it's not just that it's literally like, it's not just their genetics, their genetics don't just belong to those two people, those genetics come from life. And even within those genetics are vast differentiations and expressions. And even within that is just, you know, like infinitely many different things that can happen, bacterial microbiomes, like environments shaping different aspects of who they are physically. Like yeah, when, there's, when there's you not just that. It goes 10 billion dice rolling versus 10 billion dice rolling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, it goes even further because it's all of life. Like literally every bit of life that has perceived is going into the new life. 
So all of the collected perception, all of collected mm -hmm. life and understanding goes into the new life. And you know it viscerally when you see a child like a baby and you look the baby in the eyes and you know that it has nothing but absolute love and adoration for you. Well, like, you know it. I mean, it, you don't even have to, like, saying it kills it, you know what I mean? This is the thing about naming. Naming limits things because if I were to say baby and I would say adoration and, and I would say look and eyes, like, you can find these things, but it's a it's an experience. Like, you have to... Like, feel it, feel your heart stop when you realize that that this life form has nothing but love for you. And, like, the love that just pours out, you're just like, wow. Yeah. And you can do that looking at a tree. Like, everything around us is absolutely alive. That's, like, the truth, you know? And I'm sorry, I'm getting yeah, emotional. That's, that's oh, you're, you're, you're a female. <laughs> Femme bed. Going back to the bed. <laughs> Femme bed. So, uh, we're... We're going to get ready to wrap this up, but there was something earlier about vulnerability you brought up that I didn't want to interrupt at the time, but I think a full circle type bit beat is that uh, we, as you were saying, like we, we have a problem being vulnerable. We do. We have a huge problem with that. So obviously, like obviously like every, if we all as a consciousness were able to accept like the two, to be vulnerable, to like to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we'd be at a better place mentally for it. It's not just a mental thing. Like, like I said, well, the mentally world and is physically. literally a mirror. Yes, mentally, physically, on all levels, whatever, whatever stratum, if you will, you want to take. It, it's happening on all of, all of those levels. Yeah, it's an integral experience. When you surrender in your heart, and and maybe heart is not the word for you, maybe it's just inside your it, body. In the depth of your body, if you let it in flow through. In the depth through, of your body, it's you, you be there completely and you surrender to what is. It's literally the space of not thinking. And here's the thing, you don't have to fight your thoughts. You don't have to stop your thoughts in order to do that. You can be with your thoughts and look at your thought and say, oh, that's a thought. And that's with complete neutrality. You're not going to either take away from the word of God or add on to it. You're not going to either say, I want to get rid of this thought or chase the thought and continue to where it wants you to go. That's chasing the dragon. And mm. that's, I, I really mean that for anyone who's gotten through any kind of addiction Chasing the dragon is literally chasing the thought and surrendering your power, your ability to be present in the moment and accepting what is and being with life, not fighting it. It seems like that would be the opposite of, of what mankind tells you to do. Because if you go to men, they tell you fight, try, work harder. Maybe if you put in 20 years, you can get a good pension and, you know, da, da, da. And they'll tell you all these things. That's, that's literally giving away your power. Your power is in the surrendering to what is and seeing what happens and knowing that even if, you know, you have that reaction, you don't have to follow the reaction to where it wants you to go and make it into this huge cloud. It's, it's ultimately nothing when you do that. 
it's it's a whole lot of nothing. It's literally Shakespeare's much ado about nothing. Like that is is ultimately, you know, this the sound and fury signifying nothing. So it just comes to the being. And the suicide that happens is literally the death of the person. Death of personhood, death of expectation. You expect life to have any sort of treatment with you. You expect that things should be given to you. You expect that people should behave a certain way. You expect that anything should be anything. Know that you are expecting that from yourself. And you feel it when you're suffocating other people. I feel, and I you feel, feel it when you suffocate oh, yourself. About this conversation, like, I don't feel like any of those ways. I don't know if that's, like, weird to say. Like, I don't feel like anyone owes me anything. Like, I don't expect people to act a certain way. You and might be in the bliss of parenthood. Maybe. Like, you really know. might well, be. No, and, like, and that is, like, but so I, truthful. I was, like, even before, like... I, for the longest time, like, I didn't expect anything for, like, like not in a bad way, right? Like, I didn't expect, like, like, well, like I didn't expect people, like, people to just give me things or, like, expect, like, if I did something for someone, I wasn't expecting anything in return for, like, the entirety of my life. That's, like, how it always been. Maybe, maybe kids, like, if in my life. Maybe been, you've maybe, already learned that lesson. Maybe. Maybe, like, well, maybe when I almost fucking, well, I used to be, I used to be, like, angry a lot. And then, like, I almost, like, accidentally killed myself. And maybe that was, like, the defining moment. Like, hey, you know, maybe I should back off and just uh, chill a little bit. Cool the jets. Yeah, cool <laughs> the jets. No. Well, I, I, I show you guys these fucking scars? Gnarly. Yeah, no, not you, Flo. But but Max. Like, I got that one. And I got this one. Right, right, right there. You say accidentally, like, what were you doing? No, I got so fucking mad at work because the cut, like, the person in charge of shipping was being a bitch. I'm like, hey, is this freight company coming today? And they're like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to do this other stuff right now. I'm like, it's literally your job. Right, like, and it, I mean, they were they were at a different office, right? Like, it was a different office. So I had I called them. To ask them about this, and they're like, "Well, I, I don't know. Like, like I'm like I'm in the middle of something else right now. I'm like, well, this is important because I need to know if I need to dedicate my time to this or something else. So you need to let me know." And then they hung up on me before I even finished the thought. So I was like, "Did you, like like I was talking to myself outside my body? Like I literally said the words out loud. Like, did you just really fucking hang up on me?" And there was a door in my office that had plexiglass in it and i slammed the fucking door and nothing nothing like popped out of it and i was like pissed that nothing broke right so like fuck this i'll push it out with my hands i'll I'll break it out with my hands so i went up to the fucking door and put my fucking hands through it and then next thing i know there's blood fucking spewing out of my arms and i'm like oh that was real glass not fake glass so I had the fucking other guy next to me. Like, I went and grabbed shitty, dirty gloves to fucking cover. Like, I was, like, literally, I was super deep in this one arm. Like, almost to the bone. Like, that's how deep it cut. Uh, the Oh, no, this arm. The other arm, like, was just, like, it, like it, they both hit, like, an artery. Like, they nicked an artery. But, like, I fucking grabbed two, like, shitty gloves. Like, like cotton. <laughs> cotton gloves to stop the blood yeah to stop the blood i held it over i'm like 
yo, man, you got to drive me to the fucking hospital right now. And the hospital was like 15 minutes away. So on that journey, I am looking up to the sky and I'm like, it's a beautiful day. And today's the day I'm going to die. But I didn't die. And I had a newfound appreciation for life after that day. That's pretty cool, I have yeah. to say. Yeah. And and that's not, um, you know... Uh, Linda, Linda Love in the chat's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was an angry guy. That's, that's really not unmitigated. Like, that, that really is, like, there are things that can take you to the point of acceptance if you allow them. And those are the most ugly situations in life. And that's the point where you can choose to alchemize yourself and realize that God lives in you and mm -hmm. that you do have access to that connection. Or if God is not your choice uh, word, then uh, we could use Allah, we could use um, Krishna, we could use Brahman, we could use... Um, we could use nirvana, but nirvana, heaven, the kingdom of heaven, or the dimension of absolute peace and harmony with life, it's in you. Like, really, truly, it is in you. And you have access to it at all times, especially when the mind will jump in and try to trick you and say, like, oh, I can't be present. I have too many things on my mind right now. I can't. I have to do something else. I can't. You know, I've got to fidget. I've got to do something. I've got to... That's, that's the mind playing tricks on you. And again, realize the mirror with, with which you're interacting, like acknowledge it. And when you see it for what it is, when you realize that the peace that lives in you is the peace that lives in the world. And it's, you don't have to reach for it. You don't create it. You don't command it. You don't have to try. There's nothing that you do to earn it. It's already there if you just let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let like, it be. really. Like, allow life. Allow it. And, like, just take a breath. And even, even your own body can bring you to that place of awareness. Like, just... Yep. And I think, like, that's, a, I think that's a good point to end on. So allow your life, just allow it to be. Life will bring you back. So, uh, Femben Flow, thank you for coming on tonight. Max, thank you for being a nerd as usual. And Namaste, uh, you guys. And <laughs> and again, thanks, Flow. For I have to go change the entire description for this episode now, but it's fine. I appreciated <laughs> this conversation more than whatever the hell. No, we I, honestly, like, yeah, yeah, change it, and people people will watch this shit much way more than like, oh hell yeah, shit posting about fucking random events. Yeah, well, I had a lot of articles <laughs> loaded up, like related, but that's for next week when Lame Ben's on. Terrible. Hey, you know what? Poor Ben. Flow. Make Ben. Ben makes five extra dollars an hour now, so he could build you a computer so you can just stream with us from now on. There we go. <laughs> Shay in the chat's like, oh, it's Flow? <laughs> Love you, man. Well, uh, All right. Thank you, if everyone. you will, we'll go with, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to adopt um, a spiritual name now or anything. I think I'm not going to choose that route. I'm still just going to go with flow. 
because the answer to my life was literally written on my forehead from the get-go. So just flow. Yeah. <laughs> just flow. All right. Well, everyone. I mean, as far as my insurance goes, like, yeah, it completely aligns. Like, I, you know, <laughs> what I seek for in a dire situation, flow from progressive insurance. There you Not go. Not a sponsor of the podcast right now, but could be. They will we'll be. We'll get would, there. Like, they will be. We'll yeah. get there. So, well, everyone, thank you for coming out tonight, and we will catch you next week.